Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Thank you so much for taking the time to catch up with Kessner. Tonight, we are going to share some random questions and share some random stories, but more importantly, make meaning out of those stories. And so tonight, we have Arnell. I'm really excited to share the space with Arnell today. I've shared a lot <laughs> of great talks with Arnell. And so, Arnell, thank you so much for taking the time today. Hey, no problem, bro. It's been a while since we've had some of those deep talks, but... I mean, if anyone out there already knows us or has mm -hmm. experience at Deep Talks, hopefully we can keep this under four hours. <laughs> that's, that's the goal. I mean, we'll see where it goes. But before we get into that, quick shout out to Poddex. Poddex is a podcasting business. They offer a lot of great podcasting resources. And so we'll be pulling some of the questions from Poddex today. So if you're interested in checking this out, go ahead and look at the description below. I'll link it there. But Arnell, the way that this will work is I'll pull out a couple of cards, two to three cards from here. We'll ask you the questions and we'll, we'll just go from there. All right, for sure. Sounds good. All right, let's go with it. So I've got the deck here, everyone. Nice big deck. Let's go ahead and choose question number one. All right. Question number one is what's one bad habit you're trying to get rid of? One bad habit you're trying to get rid of, Arnell. Ooh, right now it's being a night owl <laughs> because because right because right now like my sleep schedule is really <laughs> really bad like yeah because like because of the way the world is at the moment yeah. <laughs> like you have less responsibilities during the day for some people so i like do almost next to nothing <laughs> during the day except for like you know watch tv play video games all yeah. that fun good stuff yeah. but i lose track of time easily so my sleep schedule at the moment is i usually fall asleep anywhere from like 2 a.m to 5 a.m mm. and then wake up whenever whenever i wake up and then just like take naps like so throughout the day like sometimes because like my because like i haven't been able to sleep a straight eight hours in like a while dude it's hard i'm like thinking oh, yeah. about the times we're in right now of just you know being with the covid times and you know for a lot of people they're laid off they don't have jobs right and a lot of yep. us that were maybe artists in the making or content creators in the making right what we thought was really stable at the moment just completely turned a whole 180 so i know that you oh, used yeah. to dance and dance was a huge part of your life when you were you know dancing in socal and you know, that pan this pandemic really just changed everything around. So a huge part of that for everyone, and I'm sure that a lot of people are experiencing this, is just straight up sleep, right? We're just not yeah. getting enough sleep or maybe, you know, we're having different priorities now where we have to take, take care of siblings, taking care of parents or family members, and we're just at home a lot of the different times. And that honestly just screws up our sleep schedule. So yeah. like, I, I definitely can feel that that habit getting to me i'm very fortunate that i still have a routine laid out with with you know being a teacher and then having that that schedule but at the same time i can find myself struggling like on the weekends for example because like i'm just not able to do the same things that i could do to keep myself on track yeah i know exactly and so that's like where like when i was like living in socal before like the pandemic hit like my mm -hmm. daily routine was i would get i actually would wake up like consistently at like seven in the morning like and that was to like you know yeah. get my work done so that exactly. by like 
So that by because I was only working part time, like two. Yeah. So I would be done working at like three p.m. and then I would mm-hmm. just take like dance classes and I would go like train, like with like some of like the biggest dancers like in the scene because they would be teaching yeah. like classes, offering advice after those classes and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And then I would just be exhausted by the time I got home, so it was easy to like go to sleep. But mm-hmm. like you said, like with the pandemic and everything, like everything just changed and Flew i'm sure like window. this happens to like like everyone like maybe you're, yourself included but yeah. like when in the beginning like when like the, our all our daily routines changed yeah it wasn't that big of a deal in the beginning <laughs> because because we all probably we all thought that, you know we would get through this like <laughs> quickly like more quickly than yeah yeah like yeah. way sooner but as mm-hmm. time like dragged on like i'm sure like a, like a lot of us felt like that anxiety yeah. And everything about like oh what am i gonna do like yeah. where's like everything that i was doing is like gone at the moment like how do i figure things out and that kind of yeah. leads to the routine change at least for mm-hmm. me because even though like it sounds all like i kind of made it sound like fun where i'll just you know just watching tv and doing all these mm-hmm. fun things but yeah. as time has gone on like you lose joy in doing all of those things because it just becomes mm-hmm. like your habit and mm-hmm. where and then you're not and you're no longer like doing it for like fun it's just because that's yeah. all that's left to do mm-hmm. and that kind of like sucked <laughs> for like a really long time but glad to say that i am working on that habit though because yeah. i have been inspired to like do more as you can mm-hmm. tell with my hair because if you saw me prior yep. to like this moment i had i've never had this light of hair before this yeah. was literally like a week ago so so like just used to have dark now, hair everyone yeah i used a super dark brown or black hair <laughs> but since last week you know been active and trying to break like my bad habits and mm-hmm. go back to being productive in any way that i can moving forward yeah yeah, yeah definitely so you touched upon that right we were talking about how you know, this really bad funk that you're in of just like being a night owl and sleeping super late. So I guess like, what are you specifically doing right now to break out of that, that funk? Yeah. So, so in the, like in the beginning, like when I was in that funk, like I mm-hmm. was just like, just staying in bed a lot, you know, just yeah. like, you know, just watching stuff on my phone or like the TV remotes, like close by. So I just watched TV. Right. Yeah. So I wasn't active like at all. But, like, fortunately, what kind of helped turn me around is that I talked to my mom, and mm-hmm. we was, and it's like, we wanted to do some renovating, kind of like at, yeah. at the house, and one idea that got me really going, or started to be like, okay, let's time to slowly make a change, is they, my parents have given me the freedom to start turning our garage into like a more home gym space. Nice. And at the same time, like the one side of the that space I can use specifically like for dance. So they're going mm-hmm. to allow me to like get mirrors and like get all that stuff. Dang. So I can like cool. kind of set up my own like dance space. And yeah. they've even and even though and because like, you know, money has been like tight and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like for me anyway. Um, my parents I'm very fortunate that my well, this is good and bad, but my parents still work actively mm-hmm. just because they are considered um what's the what's the word i'm looking for they're considered essential workers 
yeah, 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 and everything. So like they still have to work like Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. sometimes at weekends. But because of that, they're they've been kind enough to like help me financially. And mm-hmm. even though this isn't like this may not sound like much, but because we have online resources for like dance, like Steezy Studio, and like yeah. now like Building Block with Keone and Mari, um, yeah. they're willing to help me uh, purchase like a membership like through them so I can continue to take dance classes like once I've set up my own dance space yeah and we and we're just slowly getting the ball rolling on that I kind of underestimated how long that would take (laughs) but but we're moving forward like it's getting there and like and everything in terms of building that um the another thing that I've been able to do so while that project's going on is having that bad habit of like sleeping super late that like, yeah. affects your health, obviously. Definitely, of course. So, so like my health was getting pretty bad. I just, but I just ignored it because <laughs> I was like, who cares? I, there's no one to see. Like, I got, oh, I man. don't need to go out. But, <laughs> but one, but there was one day though where my brother and I were like talking, and it's just like, you know, we have a lot more free time. We should like mm-hmm. try to get healthy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so he, and he took the first step. He actually got a membership through an online membership through beachbody.com so then so hmm. he was like so he was like i'm gonna do this workout and there's hundreds of other workouts on here so you don't have to do it but here's like the login info you should start doing this something too basically nice and i was like and i was like oh sure why not i kind of reluctantly like gave it a try because yeah this beach body if you have no idea what it is it's like if you've ever seen a commercial for like insanity or like p90x and all that stuff yeah. that's where it comes from and because i had that image in my mind i was like this is not going to be fun <laughs> this is, i was like because i've tried insanity and that is like one that's like the hardest workout i've ever tried to do i remember you talking but, about that yeah oh yeah but i was fortunate enough where my, my brother actually like before i started doing a workout routine he actually told me because he went through like some of the workouts and he was like well you like combat sports there's boxing like on here, like there's boxing related workouts. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll give that a try. Cause that sounds fun. And then lo and behold, I fell in love with that. Like boxing mm-hmm. workouts are hella fun. And it's not just boxing either. Like there's bodybuilding too, albeit like minor. Cause it's not as like, as intense as like someone that's trying to get hella yoked. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but there's like some, there's like two days of weightlifting. Yeah. And like, and two days of like, and three days of boxing. And that kind of, and doing that kind of gave me, I, since I had a lot of fun doing that, I looked mm-hmm. forward to doing that every day or the days where I had to do it. And that got me out of bed a lot sooner mm-hmm. than, than I normally would have. And then I also started taking my health very seriously at that nice. point because I started looking up like supplements, you know, right, like healthy right. ways to like do things. And I started, and this past week I started like cooking again. Yeah. So, so that's kind of been like the second thing that's like helped me start to like get past like the bad habits. And the Mm -hmm. last step that I'm kind of going through at the moment is to just like build like a build a routine or schedule again. Of course. Yeah. And stuff like because because I would do all these things like work on like the garage, um, Mm -hmm. exercise amongst other things like it yeah. kind of like sporadically you know like I didn't mm-hmm. have like a plan or a set time to do any of it but when I was in SoCal especially I was the most productive when I had 
like it's scheduled okay it's like do this from seven to like 10 for example on stuff so i'm working on finding productive apps especially like on my Mm -hmm. ipad i'm looking for ways to utilize my ipad in a more productive way yeah and then so that i can just like have like a schedule and consistently be like okay go to sleep at this time instead of at 5 (laughs) a.m yeah slowly rebuild kind of slowly rebuild myself in a sense even because 2020 wrecked me pretty hard just like probably a lot of people yeah like everybody but like now it's like we can't let 2020 beat us man like we gotta like work through it because we still have Mm -hmm. plenty of years after this crap hole (laughs) like to like to improve ourselves so that's kind of just where i'm at mindset wise to break that habit and move forward yeah a lot of good things from there i think the first one wrapping back to the first one of you know we're if we're really going to be cooped up in our in our homes and in our living rooms and in our kitchens and garage the one one thing i really liked is you know how are we going to use our space already and kind of reinvent it or rearrange it in a way that could be productive if we're going to be Mm -hmm. staying in these spaces for a long period of time so you know if you have a living room and you have this one corner where you just have a bunch (laughs) of junk right and it's been sitting there for a while you know pre-covid and you know maybe it's not necessarily a space that you're really used to to utilizing taking the time to clean it up and finding a repurpose for it i think is something that's really important and i thought about when you were talking about repurposing your garage right? Maybe you yeah. have a garage that's just really, you know, a storage unit, if you want to, you want to call it. <laughs> yep. And I love how you're turning into your own small, not necessarily dance studio, but just like a space environment where you can get yep. back into the habit of dancing again and finding that small space that you can really just be yourself once again, because if we're going to be spending a lot of time at home, even not just now for everyone else, but just for the continued future of hunkering down, amidst the pandemic it's how can i repurpose my living space and that's something i'm learning to do if you know maybe i can tidy up here a little bit more so i can put something up or i can get into mm-hmm. art to hang up on the wall and you know i'm not doing that for example but that's <laughs> something that you could be looking at of how are you repurposing the space to do something that you've always wanted to do and i think about that too when i have my my podcasting set up i've repurposed my living room to make it what it is and so that's what i'm really really thankful for and you know when you talked about getting back into healthy habits how am i going to exercise right getting into these programs if you're able to pay for them but also just finding maybe applications on your phone that are free that will just help you get Mm -hmm. into a consistent routine is something that's super cool and you know i'm starting to do that too as well but i liked how you can just find these small different strategies right? Free apps, repurposing your home, just so that you can get into a better habit of, you know, getting over laziness or getting over a, like, or getting into a robust workout schedule and finding a routine again, you know, like you said, is really important because if we're going to be spending time at home on our iPads or in front of our TVs all the time, why don't we take some time to maybe look up workout apps or maybe find a workout program that we can watch through youtube on our tvs and just go along into that and fit that into our day so i know it's a lot easier said than done but like you said health is everything right especially now where it's so easy to just sit on the couch after work or whenever you have time and just you know eat and watch netflix which i'm (laughs) sure a lot of us are doing and you know i find myself doing that too but at the same time knowing that 
we can find ways to beat the virus and it doesn't need to consume our our home lives if we can find a way to manage it right so many things are going on at home but you know finding those moments to to really improve is is really nice oh yeah i 100 percent agree with that especially when you mention how we can't like you know let the virus like beat us and stuff because because yeah. i know like 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 I, I think i kind of alluded to this earlier where i was kind of like the part of the funk for me was kind of thinking that 2020 was like a lost year and mm. that i can't make it up but yeah. that's like that's that like that's not true like by any means mm. and it's like because like we still have 2021 unless like yeah. you know something happens and the world ends somehow <laughs> but, god forbid right <laughs> yeah god forbid knock on wood that doesn't happen <laughs> but but like we saw 2021 and then some like a mm. lot of us are going to survive this and like and we're going to be able to continue living like our lives and it's still a blessing to like wake up every day you know healthy definitely of and course stuff. definitely and, and and these are like the little things that we kind of take for granted like during this time but yeah. like it like i said easier said than done to like get out of that funk because like because yeah. it, it, it takes like it's different it's going to be different for everybody to break exactly like your habits and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm for me personally, like I'm grateful that even though it took like like almost eight, nine months, <laughs> like like for me to really like get through yeah. it all. Like I still like at least I'm grateful now where it's like I'm taking the steps like forward because I don't yeah. want to I don't want to look back at twenty twenty. Like for my mm. goal moving forward is it was just like I don't want to look back at twenty twenty and and be like oh you gave up you know like i want to like at least show at least for myself i want to see that yeah. you know what you made an effort like it was a crappy year but you made an effort to make it the best yeah. that it could be mm-hmm. so so that's what was important for me yeah and i really feel out for the families too and the people that are affected by covid in a way of you know whether you've lost family members or you've got current family mm-hmm. members that are you know super ill from the virus and you know, maybe repurposing your home or finding the little things to improve your your health is the last thing that you're thinking about, right? And so I yeah. think back to, right, when we started, when we all started this pandemic at the same time and, you know, cases were really low or it was on the rise, you know, I try to hold on to, I've made it this far, right? But I always want to come out of it, like you said, how am I going to see myself when all of this is quote unquote over, right? And I want to see mm-hmm. myself in a better light. You know, if we're fortunate enough that we are blessed that we're not plagued with the virus ourselves or our family members are safe, you know, I want to take advantage of that because maybe a lot of people that wish they were in our situations, they don't get the chance to think about this stuff because they're worrying about all these other different things. So if I'm privileged enough to be able to say, yeah, I'm safe from the virus right now, currently with the situation and parameters that I have, then, you know, I want to make most of that. And, you know, I can't. I cannot waste it by just sitting in front of the TV, not saying that you're wasting time because I definitely fall guilty to that, but you know, I want to make use of my time. And so we find different ways to improve our health. And I really like that. So it's a good, it's a good one. Arnell. let's go. Yeah. Hit the next question on the, on pod decks. So we'll go with something on the top right here. All right. This one right here. All right. Oh, this one's a good one, Arnell. What was your first oh. screen name? My first screen name? Yeah. Oh, man, that's... I'm, 
shoot. And like, I don't remember. I think it, my first screen name. Oh, wait, no. Well, technically this wasn't a screen name, but this was my first, because I didn't really use like AIM and stuff like that, like growing yeah. up. Yeah, um, yeah, my yeah. first actual like social media, social media names were three like yeah. video games. So okay. this is, now this, this is embarrassing. But <laughs> my first ever like screen name, I guess, was on X, my, on my Xbox Live account. And it was Monkey Butt 17. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey Butt 17. <laughs> yeah. And the reason for that is that was just like, one of my friends in high school just called me Monkey Butt. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Hopefully like, not out of bullying, right? Hopefully just. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. It, was just, it was just all like fun and everything. Mm. And then, I, yeah. and then when I was when I first was making my first Xbox account, I didn't know what to use as like my username because mm-hmm. I didn't want to use my real name, obviously. Yeah. But be- but because I was like, oh, I don't know what to make it. I'm just gonna make it this. Yeah. <laughs> and so so for like years until <laughs> until I changed it. Like the my username on Xbox Live was Monkey Butt Seventeen. Oh, and seventeen was just my favorite number that I always like okay. put myself like for like when I played sports games and created a character. Seventeen. Dang. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's that's so funny. <laughs> I mean that the fact that you remember that is really good though. So I guess I have a follow up question to that and then like we we said that our first screen name or your first screen name at least was on the Xbox but touch upon like when did you start having social media just in general when did you have to start with that like i didn't like for all of you youngins <laughs> like i i'm a 90s baby so mm, like i was yeah. born in 91 so the inner so when i was like in middle school and high school or like early in high school there wasn't the internet wasn't what it is today. It was dial Definitely. Up, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so we didn't have access to like, to like everything. Like mm-hmm. the, but the most popular social media platform at the time when I was like a sophomore in high school was mm-hmm. MySpace. And, and it was, and it was like, I think it was like my end of, I think it was maybe like the beginning of my sophomore year, maybe a little bit earlier, maybe, maybe like middle of my freshman year. I don't remember exactly of high school. This mm-hmm. is when I made a MySpace and everything. And and I want to say I maybe even used Monkey Butt as like a username <laughs> at some point. <laughs> it's possible. I don't remember. But but yeah, like it wasn't until my towards the end of my freshman year in high school or my sophomore year. So I was maybe, shoot, how old was would I have been at that point? Maybe like 14 or 15 mm. until like I started before i had like social media and yeah. stuff like that and then i didn't even have a smartphone either until yeah. college so even so even though i had like social media yep. like, yeah. like i didn't use it it's <laughs> like for mm-hmm. a very long time <laughs> i think it's crazy when i think about what the digital age we're living in right everyone is on tiktok everyone is on instagram YouTube and all these different social media platforms. We already know that. But then I think back to the times where just like you, we didn't have all that in school. We didn't have that at work. Work is so much centered around, you know, these different applications and how are we using these applications to further our businesses or further our, our work and our content. And it's become such an important critical part 
to our lives and our jobs. And then I think back to when we were kids in school where, you know, I didn't get like a Facebook until like toward my end of high school days. Like that's like, that was my first social media app was Facebook. Like my parents wouldn't even let me get my space. My parents wouldn't even let me have an email. Like, it's just crazy to think about. But you know, when I think about those times where I was like getting into social media, because that was the thing and seeing now that, you know, they're kids, literal preteens that are jumping on their smartphones and jumping on TikTok and, just to see that dynamic of remembering how different our lives used to be, but how productive we were still able to be. And now what productivity looks like a lot different this time. So it's just like the two different eras of pre social media and post social media or current social media and how it's become such an essential part of our lives. And we've grown into that as, as content creators, as just normal people. And it's just, it's crazy to think about. Yeah. What's even crazier to think about is that like, the the number of years between like those eras is only like mm-hmm. five years or so yeah like we've the advanced span. like pretty quickly with like technology yeah. and like social media and everything yeah. where it's like because even like i said like i'm a 90s kid but yeah like people like five years like maybe like younger than me like yeah. they were like they're in like that social media like age <laughs> and and i'm like just at the cutoff you know what i mean and it's like, and it's crazy to think about that because it's funny how you mentioned Facebook because Facebook just started becoming popular when I was a senior in high school. Mm, and the, yeah. And then exactly. And the fun and and like this is just me like this is just a random thought but I kind of don't understand how other social media platforms kind of popped off because mm. to me anyway like Facebook is like the core of it all right <laughs> because twitter for example is just facebook statuses without like on a different website and instagram mm. is photos again on a different website <laughs> so 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 it's to me it's pretty funny how like these other social media platforms got really popular when mm. they all like are they're more similar than different because yeah, even like instagram true. like because instagram now has like or instagram has always kind of had like short videos and yeah. TikTok is short videos. And then right. years prior, we had Vine. Vine's exactly. dead. <laughs> and now we have like TikTok. So it's like, yeah. it's really weird and how fast like all this Every- like developed and everything. But it's it's crazy. And I know like there's always millennials, boom baby boomers and all that, like always like argue like who's all who's <laughs> better and who's worse and stuff like that. But the reality is we're all a lot closer age wise mm-hmm. at least like the millennials and gen z and so that yeah. we're a lot closer than like we think in terms yeah, of like yeah, the yeah. gap between everything and it's just funny how that kind of works <laughs> because i because like i said people only like a handful younger handful of years younger than me think differently than i do and that's, that's not true. that big of an age gap <laughs> so i've got so many thoughts about that i guess just wrapping back first to to talking about how like facebook was the core of you know, this, this booming of social media and then all these different platforms, you know, developed and a lot of it, I guess, you know, as technology just really advanced and they found what worked with people using their application, right. Using Facebook, like this algorithm, right. We talk about, we've talked about this before of just, they figured out this algorithm just to spread what's popular, right. Whether it's false or true, if it's popular, (laughs) people are going to see it. And so when they saw that, videos were popular right sending short clip short clip videos and then sending out images or 
popping statuses every now and then when, you know, when all that just became popular, all these different apps just really came about, but you know, I, that's a good point. You know, mm-hmm. Facebook really, when I think about it really started all of this because oh, yeah. Facebook got mm-hmm. popular and then pretty much everything after that. But I guess like tying that into the general generational gaps that you were talking about, it wasn't too long for when you started Facebook to when Vine came out and then solely Instagram and Twitter, you know, like not in that specific order, but just the time frame of all of how all of these have really come into our life. It's pretty, it's like, it's a good attestment to, to the different generations too, where millennials are a lot closer to different generations. For example, you touched upon and Gen Z is a lot closer to, to different generations than we think, but just because social media has a huge part in the culture and the socialization oh, yeah. of all these different people, since technology advances, all these generations feel like a whole new generation. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. how you said that four to five year older or younger individuals than yourself are just completely different people in some way. But that's because the way that they were brought up into this, into this world or this society is just technology just has a huge part into that. And since that has rapidly developed, I feel like our generations have rapidly changed in addition to that. It's, oh, yeah. it's crazy to think about. Yeah. Like another thing, like on top of that is like, cause like, cause uh, like a lot of my friends from like high school and stuff like that, like they are like, you know, getting married, even from college, yeah. like they're getting yep. like married and all that. Some have kids and stuff. Yeah. So like I've asked, you know, how are you going to like, bring up like your kid to some of them mm, you know that's good because it's like yeah, are you yeah. gonna give them like a cell phone and stuff like that like <laughs> but how true. old are you gonna wait but the crazy thing is like one of my this is uh, one of my one of my friend's friends who i somehow talked to them somehow <laughs> but but they like but like they said that they had to give their kid like a cell phone like yeah. i think in i want to say middle school Mm-hmm. and stuff like that is when like they they had to because yeah school curriculums nowadays you need to use like an app or something so that's yeah. further pushing like yeah further like pushing like the age where like kids it's digital age are yeah. younger and younger like have to like it's not even like a thing anymore where you can like survive without the technology it's more like no now you need the technology in Crazy. order to like progress like through like yeah. your like uh, like age to age and stuff like that and i think that's like pretty wild because i never yeah granted because i never lived through that age obviously like in school but it's crazy to think that like now you need the cell phone to even succeed in school (laughs) this assimilation right is just you have to assimilate into your environment and the environment is calling these kids to to use these different applications and you know there's a there's a good and bad side to it i think yeah. When I was thinking about this question, it's really about how do we regulate that spread of information so that it's healthy for people and it's not invasive, right? Because when I think about social media on that side of the book, it's it can be very invasive and it can be very detrimental for a lot of people's health of, you know, how much are they consuming in these different social media apps? I mean, there's so many good things in social media, right? You have yeah, different positive information and you have a lot of resources online that gets pushed out through these different applications. But like we said, the algorithm really does favor what is popular. And if it's popular, yeah. that doesn't mean that it's true. 
and it doesn't mean <laughs> that it's fake, right? And it, sometimes it's up to you, or actually most of the time it's up to you to figure out, is it true or not? And that takes another, that's another conversation. But when I think about, right, family and raising kids of like, would I raise my kid up? At what age would I give them a cell phone? And that question has changed so much now that it's become a part of our lives. It's been a part exactly. of education where, you know, some curriculum or some schools are pushing out these different applications and applications are changing and evolving daily. And that's becoming a part of kids' lives. And so I just think about where are we going to find that balance? Because for me, it's always about that balance too. I definitely understand and respect the idea, especially as a teacher of evolving with the times, right? You have to oh, yeah. evolve and find different ways to connect with your students and get them to meet them where they're at. But then if I think about my own kids too, you know, when I have them or if I have them, it's when am I going to give them a cell phone? And that's just like, that's a question I'm sure that a lot of parents go through right now of, you know, finding this balance of, you know, I want my kid to use this, but I don't want my kid to do that. And, you know, finding this bounce back and forth debate between yourself. But I mean, that's just kind of the times that we're rolling into, right? So it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And then to kind of like um, jump on that subject too, like a, yeah. a balance, like finding a balance between everything. Like, I think like even like technology, like companies, like, like the tech community, basically, like mm -hmm. they're finding ways to like balance things out because yeah. a lot of people on, cause it, cause I, cause if, I mean, everyone watches YouTube um, yeah. more often than not like content creators nowadays, mm -hmm. at least the ones that I've watched and everything, like they always tell you at some point in the video, this is my opinion. Like, yeah. this is my blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. this, this is in fact. And they encourage right. like people to do their own research and like develop their own opinions and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And I think that's one way that we can teach like when you have kids and stuff. Yeah. Like to teach like your children as they grow up, like, hey, it's okay to take part in media. It's okay yeah. to listen to media. But at the same time, you're going to have to don't take everything you watch for what it is. Like you have to do additional research a lot of time to get the whole story yeah. and stuff like that. And then even like, and you and even nowadays too, you can control what, if you, if you have like a baby, like a five-year-old, <laughs> you can control what they watch too. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if you decide to give them an iPad, you're obviously going to like oh my have gosh. parental controls on there. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, those, so that's, those are other ways that like companies are like finding ways to like have a balance or like yeah. how we use technology technology in our everyday lives like yeah. with our with our not just ourselves but like our family members our kids etc cetera, etc cetera. so that's yeah. one positive to like to move things forward in my opinion <laughs> definitely i'm actually going to call it now it's almost like we need to have this social media talk with the kids right <laughs> you know where where you know you Parents always have to talk, whatever that means in different spaces, right? But now we have to have like the social media talk where this is what social media can do for your life, good or bad, right? You can use yeah. it as a resource to, to bring up your kids in a way that, you know, is evolving with the times, but also acknowledging that you might need to have a talk with your kids about this is what could happen. And this is the reality of using social media and falling into the traps of social media, right? Whether that's, oh, yeah. you know, feeding into depression or that's feeding into anxiety or lower self-esteem, right? 
But if there's anything that I'm going to take away from this, it's, you know, maybe structuring that time with your kids to have that social media talk, because that's super important of laying down that they understand this is what you're getting yourself into. You can focus in on the fun stuff. You can focus in on the funny things with TikTok or the cool pictures of drone shots on Instagram. You can do all that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you're scrolling through Facebook and you're scrolling through these different videos and YouTubers and really at a young age consuming all this information, I think it's just really important to, to tell your kids up front, this is what you're getting yourself into. Do not fall into these different traps because at, at times you should know that you're better than this. And it's so easy to, to get mm-hmm. into that. But crazy how we got into that by asking, what is your first screen name, right? <laughs> yeah because that's i mean that's your introduction to social media so (laughs) right that is your screen name also tells a lot about who you are and then what you're getting yourself into right if your screen name is monkey butt 17 right (laughs) like that kind of speaks for itself but all right arnell so we're gonna hit that last question in the pod deck oh yeah go for it go for it oh i was just gonna say i recommend that nobody use a screen name like that like moving forward for all the kids out there do not do that to yourself definitely do not (laughs) yeah (laughs) definitely do not acknowledge that but all right arnell last question last question let's go with one toward the bottom right there all right last question what do you consider the most overrated virtue Overrated overrated virtue yeah like like what like what called virtue like like Um, patience is a virtue (laughs) yeah like patience is a virtue right it's something right that you really a positive idea that you really take upon yourself to put it in very layman terms right but something that you live by that's that's very positive but it's really overrated so it's i guess it's almost like a double question Mm -hmm. of what is too cliche uh I think I like for me one that recently that would say comes to mind, especially in times that we're in now, is the saying that. Oh, what was it? It's like silence is something. <laughs> silence is deadly. I don't know. That's the only. No, thing. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot uh, what it was, but it has to do. It has to do with silence. <laughs> so like, it's like silence is something. Oh man, this is embarrassing. I'm blanking out. I just saw it earlier today too. <laughs> but if you know what to look um, up man let, let me look let me look it up real quick yeah like science just because i don't want i want to make get it right because it sounds it's one of those sayings i think that we've heard like growing up yeah yeah but i mean i guess just going back to while you look that up for everyone else right the idea of virtue right if you're having a this idea it's just like that moral standard right so now that i'm thinking about it and you know had a chance to really think of what virtue means for me it's like that moral standard so like what is an overrated standard right this too cliche yeah. idea yeah yeah i know like I, I just found it like it i literally just typed in silence and it popped mm-hmm. up <laughs> it's like oh, it's nice. silence is silence is golden mm. so like, i don't know like if you've heard that but i've heard that i heard that a long time ago like, that was where i guess like what it what it, the meaning of it is like it's like there is um like inside, I would say in some cases this is true, but in the in the where we're at right now in the world, it's like kind of have to look at it a different way. But it's mm-hmm. like silence, like it, it before, like when you were like silent about something, 
like that's that that spoke um like silence can be looked at as a positive thing mm-hmm. you know like when you when you used to say like silence is golden where it's like silence yeah. is power or something like that mm. whereas like when you're like when you don't res- when you choose not to respond to something like in the past like i've been told that it's okay like that's better than saying anything at all mm. but because of the times that we live in yeah. with like you know the whole like i don't want to get too political on here <laughs> I mean, but, it, but with you know but it with is the what whole, it is like, yeah with black the whole, lives matter whole, like black lives matter stuff yeah, yeah and everything like i wouldn't say silence is golden when it comes to stuff like that Definitely. like i think that i think that like in order to make change in certain in certain things in life like if we want to make a change in society like you can't just be quiet about it and that's Definitely. like and that's not just like for the black community that's for like everybody mm. like mm. all people of color like need to like be able to be open-minded enough to take in information mm-hmm. about what's going on educate yourself and then at the same time when you're ready make a stand like say something mm. and yeah and just like and take the stand because we can't just be because i think like the for me when i heard silence is golden in the yeah. past it's like it's like yeah like sometimes saying nothing's better than saying anything at all but at the same time it's like you just don't want to like ruffle any feathers yeah you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like it's kind of like a thing like oh i'm not going to say anything because i don't want to make things worse mm. but in certain things like when like yeah. in black lives matter for example yeah. in order for us as a society to make yeah. positive change yeah like people can't just be quiet about it like we can't just wish for it you know what i mean yeah yeah like like it takes like we have to like say something and Mm -hmm. break that silence in order to move like forward because in all reality like i mean it's just now black lives matter is getting really popular Mm. because of like the times and everything but this is stuff that's been going on for decades and everything years man yeah hundreds of years and the black community has been fighting for that on its own basically for that entire time and yeah. i give them a lot of credit because like for it because because we don't want to believe at least like for me anyway like i yeah. did like i mean growing up in california yeah you're kind of blessed with being in a melting pot of cultures mm. so you don't really see or experience discrimination as much as somebody who lives in another part of our country Mm. and stuff but that doesn't mean that just because it hasn't happened to me or i haven't yeah. seen it happen to anybody i know that yeah. it doesn't exist of course and then of course. so i can't just be like oh man it's, it's not happening in my neighborhood mm. i don't have to say anything about it but mm-hmm. that is not true at all like as like as a person of color like it was difficult it's been difficult for me to like to to like on a personal note to like take everything in that what's been going on and like say something about it like i haven't really said anything about it on any of my social media mainly Mm -hmm. because i've just been trying to learn Mm -hmm. before like i say something and stuff like that or make a post out there but i know that it's my responsibility to eventually like make a stance and make a choice you know to support or not and and i and and i think that not to put a plug out there but i think Mm. that like in order for, I think for a lot of us, that's not necessarily a social media post in making that statement, but it's a voting. Yeah. And, yeah. and making like our voices heard 
yeah. through voting and stuff. Yeah, so that's kind of like where I'm at on like on like a virtue that's kind of overrated, at least mm. in certain situations. Yeah. <laughs> so like silence is golden. Don't be you can't be silent all the time. That's overrated. Dude, there's so much to unpack in that in this question, but also so much to unpack in your response because like just starting from the top of what is this overrated virtue and we were a lot of us were raised with saying right silence is golden whether we learned it that way or not but it was really in the actions of our parents for example you know at least i'm speaking for myself where being silent means that you're being obedient it means that you're Mm -hmm. understanding that you need to know your place and you know just coming from my own situation you know that's just been a part of how i grew up where you know i have to think before i act and you know not saying that's the wrong way to go about it, but I loved how you said that in the times of Black Lives Matter, for example, or in the movements that's going on currently, silence is not golden. It's the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. It's actually stating the fact that you do not believe or you do not stand with the Black community if you're being silent. And I think that's really something that we all need to acknowledge is if we're being silent in the different spaces, it's not so much just the act anymore. It's why are you not acting? And why are you not speaking out different things? And of course, everyone has different reasons for not speaking out. Mm -hmm. Maybe, for example, you're taking the time to learn before you speak. Or maybe some people don't want to say the wrong thing and offend someone else, right? But I guess for just me personally, one of the things that I'm really coming to learn, especially moving alongside and learning more about the Black Lives Movement, is one of the ways that I'm going to learn is by putting myself on a risk and trying to learn more and more, but also willing to speak out about it a little bit more. Because in those times mm-hmm. of speaking and learning from different people, of course I'm going to mess up, you know? And I have to acknowledge that's because I'm not perfect. But how am I going yep. to get better? How am I going to say, okay, that's where I was wrong. And how am I going to move past that? Because I obviously don't know everything. I obviously don't know the situations of what it means to be black or what the experiences of what it means to be black and coming from these different communities. But once I have a better understanding of it, right, it's how am I going to act in the next step of that? Am I willing to talk about it? Am I willing to say that statement, black lives matter? And, you know, a lot of us are well beyond that and they're going out and doing change and supporting these Mm -hmm. different, right, nonviolent movements. And more importantly, like you said, voting, but, you know, everyone's in such a different place. And I think that's so important yeah. that silence is not golden, especially in a time like this. Silence doesn't always mean that you need to be verbally saying something out loud, right? You can yeah. always go out. You can vote in an election where it's so critical, right? But not even just on a presidential level, but on a state level, on a community yep. level, right? You're different. You're different spaces that you're a part of and these different council members when it comes to mayor and just these decisions actually matter. And I, lo- I love how you said, right? Silence is not gold. I couldn't think of a better one, especially in a time right now where we need to step up to the plate where a lot of us thought that being silent was the right thing to do because if we don't offend anyone, then we're good. We're perfectly fine because no one's hurt. But then sometimes mm-hmm. some people need to be pushed. We need to go against that grind and have that friction so that we can make something better. Right. I think of this analogy, right? You don't get fire unless you spark something, right? And fire is such oh, yeah. a beautiful thing. It's caused, you know, metaphorically, it's caused so much, you know, it's advanced our society too, right? And how primitively it's it's such a good thing. But 
you don't get far unless you like really cause friction between these different things. And so if we really want to cause this spark in our lives for the better, right? And we want to incite this fire of positivity and advancing our society so that we are less racist or whatever the case may be mm -hmm. so that we can come together as different communities and support black communities or just all communities in general then we have to wrestle with each other we have to cause that friction a little bit more and you cannot do that if you're silent right so i just that's an awesome overrated virtue because you know so many people are hurting because of silence so many yeah. people are struggling because no one said anything or no one is saying anything so I think it's just we're in such a great, not great time, maybe that's the wrong word to use, but we're in such a pivotal time, right, where we have to use our voices and use the spaces that we're in, whether that's being online or whether that's going out and sending your ballot for whoever you're voting for, or whether that's joining a group or joining a space where you can really advocate for what you believe in. Or even, you know, there's the possibilities are endless, but I think it's important that you know, this, this virtue where it was so natural to stay silent and it was maybe it was fine or good for us to stay silent, but there are many other people that are hurting because of our silence, right? So I know you said it's yeah. a plug, but for everyone, you have to vote. You got to <laughs> vote. And, you know, you have to find ways to make a difference in the communities indirectly and directly. You don't always need to talk, right? I, mm -hmm. They always say like actions speak louder than words, but I mean, seriously yep. though, we can't just always talk it out on a, in front of others or with people next to us. It's like, what's the next step out of that? Like, are you learning from that? Are you learning from just talking? And if you are learning good, how are you going to use that to better yourself and then make a difference in those different spaces that you're in, whether that's at work, whether that's with your families, whether that's with your friends, right? Something I'm learning as a school teacher, I, my influence is so much bigger than I thought it was, right? And I'm learning mm -hmm. that through through what I'm going through now. But for everyone else, it's different. So yep. I, I love that, how you how you said that. Yeah, I just want to add really quick as a piggyback off you. It's like, yeah. it's, like I, it's not that like silence is necessarily a bad thing, you know? Yeah, because it, be, of course. But it's just that in the context of in today's world, yeah. people will perceive your silence as you support the certain ideas don't support the movement yeah exactly yeah. Like, you, like you support certain ideas like people will just assume that so yeah even if you want to stay silent i think like the least that people should do is they'd be like yes i'm or take the position where i've told people some people who have asked me mm -hmm. like oh how come you're being quiet about this it's like mm -hmm. well i am trying to educate myself first you know like i want to learn about things because like you said earlier i don't want to um say something that could rub somebody the wrong way like i don't want to say anything that i could possibly make like, offend anyone you know like i want out to of your own negligence right or because you yeah, are not exactly. educated you want to be educated yeah. first and yeah i get that yeah i want to know stuff first because because like because like like you said earlier like everyone has their own experiences and i yeah. think a, a trap that we fall into a lot of the times is that just because something doesn't affect you personally it doesn't exist or you don't yeah. have to like think about it or worry about it but yeah. it's more so rather than doing that it's like it's okay to take time to see things through another person's eyes like you learn it's worth like, the time somebody it's worth else the time. 
Yeah, exactly. Like it's worth taking the time to learn about somebody else's experience and then formulate your own opinions like mm-hmm. later. Like it's a totally okay to do that, but just yeah. don't stay quiet forever. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like you got to say something eventually or do something eventually that speaks to like where your stance is. Mm-hmm. Cause I get that right. Not everyone's comfortable talking about different, whether it's political situations or social situations or just our personal lives. Right. And not a lot of us are, I can't speak for everyone, right? But a lot of people are just not comfortable talking about it because maybe they don't know enough or they just don't want to offend people. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like it goes back to it. Are you at least educating yourself? Because once we get educated, then we can formulate our words. We can formulate our actions and we could take it further from there and really contribute to making this world a better place. But you can't do Mm -hmm. that if you're not educated. You cannot do exactly. that if you don't understand what you're talking about. Like then eventually you are going to hurt someone for the wrong reasons because you do not know what you're saying. So I think it's just really yeah. important to stay into the facts, understand the experiences of people that have lived through these different spaces and then find a way. How are you in your life, in your sphere going to support or the support, the things that you believe in. So I think it's a matter of like staying true to who you are and not losing yourself, but finding that we're a lot closer and we're a lot more connected than we realize. Right. I think right now, politically, we're pulling ourselves apart or socially in these different conversations. It's more of us versus them. Right. And I'm not going to speak for any specific community, but how are we going to come together so that we can address the problems of communities that have been disadvantaged for so long that's what really the the core of what i believe needs to be done is you know we need to pull each other in by acknowledging that we've hurt people and we've hurt Mm -hmm. different communities for so long and whether we think that we were part of the problem or we were not like we played some part of it too i personally know that i've played a part in it too by not knowing the experience and situations that my my black friends for example have gone through and that by me not saying anything about it that's hurting people. Right. And so something as simple as that, it's really important that, you know, at the end of it, we're trying to come together, but we have to acknowledge by, by coming together, we've got to, we've got to forgive and we've got to do justice and all these different things that are not too distant and they're not secular, right. They're a lot more closer mm-hmm. than we think and just really coming into that. So that's deep, steep Arno. Yeah. I, know. I agree. Very well said my brother. <laughs> oh, Arnell, so we've talked about a lot. We've talked all about things of getting rid of bad habits. We've talked about (laughs) how social media and screen names have played a big part in the generations before and after us. But also we've talked about what it means to to get out of silence and, you know, break out of this overrated virtue and really learn to speak up in a pivotal time and a very important time right now for different communities. So I just want to say, I expected nothing less from a deep conversation with you, man. I always appreciate you and just thank you so much for taking the time to process all this with me. Oh yeah, of course, man. Thanks so much for inviting me. Hope we can catch up like again real there soon. Go. And then and go Definitely from there, will. man. All right. Thanks, Arnell. For everyone else, thank you so much for joining in today. Go ahead, share, like, subscribe to the channel. Push out this episode. We both really appreciate it. Continue to follow Catch Up With Kester for more content. If you like this episode, go ahead, leave a comment in the below. But again, Arnell, thank you. Until the next time. Peace. Peace.